Lesser woke, cold. Cold with more than the chill of the everlastingly clammy stone walls. Cold with the prescience of a danger stronger than the one ten full turns ago that had then sent her, whimpering with terror, to hide in the watchware's odorous lair. Rigid with concentration, Lesser lay in the straw of the redolent cheese room she shared as sleeping quarters with the other kitchen drudges. There was an urgency in the ominous portent, unlike any other forewarning. She touched the awareness of the watchware, slithering on its rounds in the courtyard. It circled at the choke limit of its chain. It was restless, but oblivious to anything unusual in the pre-dawn darkness. Lesser curled into a tight knot of bones, hugging herself to ease the strain across her tense shoulders. Then, forcing herself to relax, muscle by muscle, joint by joint, she tried to feel what subtle menace it might be that could rouse her, yet not distress the sensitive watchware. The danger was definitely not within the walls of Ruath Hold, nor approaching the paved perimeter without the hold, where relentless grass had forced new growth through the ancient mortar, green witness to the deterioration of the once stone-clean hold. The danger was not advancing up the now little-used causeway from the valley, nor lurking in the craftsman's stony holdings at the foot of the hold's cliff. It did not scent the wind that blew from Tillek's cold shores, but still it twanged sharply through her senses, vibrating every nerve in Lesser's slender frame. Fully roused, she sought to identify it before the prescient mood dissolved. She cast outward, toward the pass, farther than she had ever pressed. Whatever threatened was not in Ruatha, yet, nor did it have a familiar flavour. It was not, then, Fax. Lesser had been cautiously pleased that Fax had not shown himself at Ruath Hold in three full turns. The apathy of the craftsman, the decaying farm holds, even the green-etched stones of the hold infuriated Fax, self-styled Lord of the High Reaches, to the point where he preferred to forget the reason he had subjugated the once proud and profitable hold. Relentlessly compelled to identify this oppressing menace, Lesser groped in the straw for her sandals. She rose, mechanically brushing straw from matted hair, which she then twisted quickly into a rude knot at her neck. She picked her way among the sleeping drudges, huddled together for warmth, and glided up the worn steps to the kitchen proper. The cook and his assistant lay on the long table before the great hearth, wide backs to the warmth of the banked fire, discordantly snoring. Lesser slipped across the cavernous kitchen to the stable yard door. She opened the door just enough to permit her slight body to pass. The cobbles of the yard were icy through the thin soles of her sandals, and she shivered as the pre-dawn air penetrated her patched garment. The watchware slithered across the yard to greet her, pleading, as it always did, for release. Comfortingly, she fondled the creases of the sharp-tipped ears as it matched her stride. Glancing fondly down at the awesome head, she promised it a good rub presently. It crouched, groaning, at the end of its chain, as she continued to the grooved steps that led to the rampart over the hold's massive gate. Atop the tower, Lesser stared toward the east, where the stony breasts of the pass rose in black relief against the gathering day. Indecisively, she swung to her left, 
but the sense of danger issued from that direction as well. She glanced upward, her eyes drawn to the red star that had recently begun to dominate the dawn sky. As she stared, the star radiated a final ruby pulsation before its magnificence was lost in the brightness of Pern's rising sun. Incoherent fragments of tales and ballads about the dawn appearance of the red star flashed through her mind, too quickly to make sense. Moreover, her instinct told her that, though danger might come from the northeast too, there was a greater peril to contend with from due east. Straining her eyes as if vision would bridge the gap between peril and person, she stared intently eastward. The watchwear's thin whistled question reached her just as the prescience waned.